And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to another Shout Out. He's Andy Shilton and I'm Steffi Barnett. Uh, on today's show, Steffi talks to Medway Pride Radio. And Terra's here with an in-depth look at the news. Uh, plus, we've got the latest for you from Bristol Pride. All in the next hour, right here on Shout Out. Hello, how are we all? Evening all. Yes. Um, I would like a round of applause for pronouncing my T's in shout out. <laughs> Please, everyone. <laughs> Have you been practising well or something then? Well done. <laughs> very, very New good. dentures, my love. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's been having elocution lessons from me. Elocution lessons. Such fun. Such fun. <laughs> she's been balancing a book on her head, you know. She's been, she's been up in her game. That's that's called deportment, not and elocution. That, and that. Oh, I need both of out. it. <laughs> yeah, I've got deportment on my zimmer. <laughs> and, and do you remember, do you remember Ez, we, we had that, um, um, we've got a lot of outtakes. I don't think the listeners have really heard, and one of them was you go slippery little suckers. I didn't realise that was from Pretty Woman. Is it? Oh. Yes. Well, when, when, when one she's was trying not to do... intentionally quotes. Oh, right, OK. Well, she's trying to get the um, thing out of the shell, and it kind of, like, shoots across the room, if you remember. And she yes. turns around and she goes slippery little suckers. <laughs> Brilliant! Wow, A- accidental quotation there. <laughs> there shall be many more, I'm sure. <laughs> now, uh, listen. Uh, news from Pride. Um, uh, it's literally gone up on their website yesterday. Um, I'm very sorry to say uh, that they're not going to be holding um, the uh, march or the event this day. Um, I won't go into a huge great amount of detail, but unfortunately, it is as you think all around COVID and. Um, the fact they've been keeping in our numbers and they are going up um, and they're just not sure that it's feasible to do at the moment um, yeah. um, and and it's a real is, shame um, isn't it but this um, is Bristol Pride by the Bristol way Pride, uh, yes. for listeners outside uh, you went to Bournemouth Pride didn't you and Bournemouth was uh, was very small <laughs> oh yes what <laughs> I couldn't have anticipated. Bournemouth itself is not small. I hasten to add. It's no, 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 no. I've never been there, but, but yeah, I mean, they're doing their best, I guess. It was great, to be honest. You know, it was just about LGBTQIA plus people and allies being there. There's a lot cool. of family members supporting people, but yeah, it, it was very tiny, but still absolutely lovely. Oh, cool. oh, good. Some of those smaller prizes can be some of the best, can't they? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, did look how fun? Western. Yes, I did indeed. have fun. I was home by six though because they had a listed <laughs> open. your bedtime. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be stuck That's... in the rain, so off I went. Yeah, the archers were calling you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's 7pm for the archers. Yep, and then bed. That's right. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, if you hang on a couple of minutes, uh, we're just going to disappear, play a track. Uh, but when we come back, uh, the team will have the news for you. So uh, stay with us. You're listening to Shout Ooh. Out. Shout Out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out podcast. You'll oh, cracking track that one, isn't it? So you like Absolutely that? Absolutely, it is. Oh, I do. <laughs> Love it. Really makes Love me it. move. Makes Love it. Move. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, is quite, it is kind of cool. I mean, we may all be remote from each other, but with, with the cameras, I can still see you bopping away. It's, it kind of, you know... Well, it's yeah. the first time I've danced all week, I think. Absolutely loving it. No, did you not uh, um, born with pride? Oh, no, it's past your bedtime. And uh, yeah, well, that, that's not yet. this week, is it? Yeah. That was Saturday. I've slept since then. <laughs> Are you sure? Mm, no, I'm not. Uh, anyway, um, should we get some news headlines? Let's. This is Shout Out News Headlines on Thursday the 26th of August. The BBC News Channel reports that Ofcom, the Broadcast and Telecommunications Regulatory Body, is to quit the Stonewall Equality Scheme called Diversity Champions. Ofcom are apparently keen to portray themselves as neutral in the continuing debate over transgender and women's issues which has become bitter in recent months. However, other commentators have said that by throwing Stonewall out, Ofcom revealed itself to be little interested in the rights of any group that falls under the LGBT QIA plus banner and that it was a dangerous capitalisation to homophobia as well as transphobia. Channel 4 News has reported that the ecological campaign group Extinction Rebellion have kicked off a fortnight of direct actions over climate change with a protest and sit-down demonstration in London's Oxford Street. The group has made clear that it welcomes all sections of society and has a rainbow network to specifically raise the issues of climate change as they impact on LGBTQIA communities globally. Extinction Rebellion said LGBTQ plus people, particularly migrants, disabled people, trans folk and people of colour are facing disaster on multiple fronts. Austerity is killing killing us off in vast numbers. Hate crimes against us have risen exponentially since the 2008 financial crises and more recently since the EU referendum. And our colleagues at Transradio UK report that 24 openly LGBTQIA plus athletes will be taking part in the forthcoming Paralympic Games. This is twice the number that took place in the last Olympics. LGBTQIA plus disabled groups will be sending their best wishes to the teams and hoping for a good haul of medals for Great Britain. Feminist and queer-friendly punk rock dissident from Russia... Nadezhda Tolikonikova has joined the adult pictures site OnlyFans. Nadezhda was a founding member of Pussy Riot, whose activism brought about the wrath of the homophobic Russian state and its lackeys in the Russian Orthodox Church in 2013. Nadezhda's aims in joining the picture site are not yet known, but she has indicated that she intends to continue to be a thorn in the side of the authoritarian state. The Scottish Nationalist Party and the Green Party have agreed to work together on governing Scotland at the level of the Holyrood Parliament in Edinburgh. Whilst both parties maintain that the deal is not a formal coalition, the arrangement does give the Green Party its first formal governing role in its 50-year history. Since 2008, the co-leader of the Greens in Scotland has been a bisexual activist, Patrick Harvey. Mr Harvey has a rich history of campaigning on a wide variety of progressive causes. He has opposed ID cards and the M74 motorway extension. 
Afghanistan International Broadcasting is now on the air promoting democratic values and resistance to the Taliban's takeover of the Afghan state. LGBTQIA people and women, activists and Democrats across Afghanistan can tune into their broadcasts on 7,600 kilohertz on the shortwave 41 metre band. And so far, the Taliban government has not attempted tempted to jam the broadcasts. Afghanistan International Broadcasting is what is classified as a clandestine radio station. These are different from pirate radios in that they are legal in an outside country and aim to reach audiences within an oppressive state. Other examples of clandestine broadcaster include Radio Marti, which the US beams at Cuba. Writing in Medium.com, journalist Gemma Stone reveals that anti-transgender feminists have launched vicious verbal attacks on Rape Crisis Scotland. Stone says that there is no logic at all in this because the reason for their attack on the Scotland organisation is because a totally separate Rape Crisis Centre has a trans woman in a position of authority. Maridal Wadwa heads up a Rape Crisis Centre in Edinburgh. Stone can find no evidence that they are linked in any direct way with the Rape Crisis Scotland, than both of these organisations are hardworking and offering services to vulnerable and nearly exclusively cisgender women. Gemma says, I just want to say this before we go on. There is absolutely nothing a rape crisis centre could do to deserve this level of abuse. And finally, in happier news, Bristol will pay host to an LGBTQIA film festival over the four-day period from the 8th to the 12th of September at a brand new arts venue, Bricks at St Anne's House. The Palace International Film Festival comes with a full programme of events, which include discussions and networking workshops, activism talks and plenty of parties. Over 100 films will form the centrepiece of the event. For those people who are unable to attend a film festival in person, for example because they are isolating from COVID-19, then there is the chance to explore some of the events through online presences. For these news stories in further detail and much, much more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Ezra Peregrine. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out podcast. Oh, I love that. Uh, Me too. That's uh, quite, quite. Um, yeah, it brings back lots of memories uh, because that's a sample from a track I used to dance to in the 90s. Uh, but that's called Everything by uh, Switch Disco. So, very 90s. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you know the song, it is. But of course, yes. like if, if like you weren't born until the noughties or the whatever, you'd be listening to that going, oh, that's <laughs> a nice song. And you'd have absolutely <laughs> yeah. no idea at all, would you? So It makes you want to go out, out. Ah. Out, out. <laughs> yeah, it does. Ah. Sorry, no, no, no. Soon tees, enough, tees. soon enough. I mean, after all, she has got two Fs and two Ts, so you have to do the out. Uh, out, yes. Don't Def you, Steph. <laughs> <I do. laughs> Andrew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, anyway, Stephanie, this is your piece. Uh, do you want to intro it? Yeah, well, there's not much to say, really. I spoke to uh, one of the organisers of Medway Pride Radio and, and 
here it is. As far as I'm concerned, you can never have too many radio stations, and especially when they're LGBTQIA plus slanted. Um, and one of the newish ones uh, to come to the airwaves is Medway Pride Radio. I've got Shay Coffee um, on the other end of the line. Shay, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, beautiful weather today, actually. So, uh, yeah, it is good when you get good weather and it's, it's just the right. I can actually feel that autumn is in the air. Very much so, yeah. It's yeah. it's feel there is a feel of autumn here this morning. Yeah. Now, um, are you the one who come up with the idea of Medway Pride, or is it a team of you? Um, well, I was actually approached by the other co-founder, Hilary Cook, uh, in December, um, and I wrote a really long email explaining why I didn't want to do it. I <laughs> 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 ah, love it. Um, basically I said that I didn't want to do it because I felt that um, I wanted to do something more community focused but not just for the LGBT community I think sometimes part of our problem as a community is that we don't reach beyond our own barriers Mm, and so I sent her a long email saying I would would want to do this and I would want to do this and I would want to include this and that Um, and she wrote me a message back and went yep that's fine do it all oh wow Wow. So what is the station's remit then? Because it is the, the full name is Medway Pride uh, Radio. But the, what you've just said probably means that it's got a broader remit. It, it has indeed. Um, part of what we're trying to do is show the LGBT community in its, its true light, particularly with the attacks that we've had as trans people over the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that it's... The, the message that's out there currently is very slanted, isn't it? Let's be honest. Oh, yes. <laughs> and lots and lots of people in the LGBT community do wonderful things for the community. They are themselves pretty community focused. So when we opened the station, we opened it to everybody. The slogan is rainbow uh, music for the rainbow community and beyond. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. But, uh, we, in fact, at Shoutout find that we have a lot of straight listeners. Um, and it's all about education and information as well as that, that entertainment value, isn't it? Absolutely. And we're finding that we are reaching not just the broader community and having a chance to talk to them about what concerns us and what are our problems, but we get it the other way and they come back to us and they tell us you know well we've heard this and you can you can set them straight and say that's not quite how these things work um and we're building a really positive vibe with it Mm, good um if you don't mind me shay can can we just go back so so how do you identify uh my pronouns are she her i am a trans woman Okay, um, how was that growing up? It was horrible. I went to an all-boys school in southwest London. Uh, it was a very Catholic-focused school. Um, and so there was, I mean, this was the late 80s. There was nowhere for me um, to be my true self. And I became very introverted. Hard to believe now, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're on the radio, so that can't be a bad thing, can it? You obviously um, are quite successful now as a station. So what do you see going forward? Are you looking at uh, going on to FM? Well, it's certainly something that we are looking at. Um, We've just held our first uh, Medway Pride. Um, Last year, we did a virtual Pride. This year, 
thankfully we managed to get away with it in person. Um, and we'd like to see more events that bring the community together here in Medway because we do have a very large LGBTQIA plus community. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think for the radio station itself, uh, it, we, we've had lots of requests to grow it and we are very, very lucky in some of our allies um, and it will be growing, yes. Good, and um, I, I take it you have listeners right across Kent and beyond? Only 50% of our listeners are actually in Kent. Um, the other 50% are much further abroad or, or beyond. Um, we do have uh, 11% of our listeners, believe it or not, are in the States. Ah, okay, yeah, we have the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we have quite a large proportion of our listeners in the States. Yeah, uh, And interestingly, we've seen in recent weeks um, more and more people tuning in from Hungary, where obviously there are extreme problems right now. Absolutely. Now, isn't that wonderful that you can you can look at that and look at those stats and think, wow, even if there's just one person that you're managing to help, um, it's always worthwhile. Yeah, and I think it shows the global nature of, of what we all do now. Um, the government there can stop all they want um, in terms of within their own borders. But we can, re- as a community, we can reach far, far beyond anything that they can do. And we will keep providing support and um, help to these people even if it's just that they know there are other people out there thinking of them talking about it and campaigning on it. Hmm. Tell me a bit about your programming. We have a very very diverse range of of programs Uh, everything from rock music to dance which you would expect on a uh, radio station. We also have on Sunday mornings a comedy hour, a poetry hour. We are very very lucky with we have the wonderful Andrew Cartmel. He is a writer for London Jazz News but he was more famous as the producer uh, the script doctor of Doctor Who back in the 80s. Ah. Um, Yeah I'd listen the sort of ones I really loved as a kid um, and he does the most amazing jazz show um, we have bluegrass we have progressive rock basically you name it we do it and if we don't do it come and see us and we'll get you on air excellent so are you looking for people to actually join the station now we are we are always looking um, one of the things that has really shocked us is the speed at which we've grown um, we opened with just doing 42 hours of programming a week and we are now doing 126. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's just mind-blowing the response we've had from the community. And so we always want more people to get involved, but they don't necessarily need to be local. We have DJs in Northampton. We have DJs in um, Surrey. We have DJs from Cornwall. So you can get involved. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, the the lockdown has given everyone in radio a, a different slant. We've all started our uh, um, home studio so we could stay on air without actually going into the main studios. Um, and you, things like um, Clean Feed have popped up and other streaming services that, that have helped us all. Um, it's great to know how successful you've been, uh, Shay. Now, going forward, FM... Um, how do you, would you love to be like a Kent-wide station or would you see yourself as maybe going a bit international? Um, I, th- I think right now if we were to look at FM we would be looking at Kent-wide station. Um, you have Margaret Pride, you have Dover Pride, you have Canterbury Pride. You know, even um, you have uh, Gravesham Pride which was just a couple of weeks ago. So there are lots of people who we could help 
get the message out there and voice and just create a broader community for the Kent population. Hmm. Have you done any um, outside broadcasts yet or is that something in that you've got planned? We have. Um, back in July, um, we broadcast a concert from the Union Theatre London with um, El Brachi, otherwise known as Gay Elvis. Hey, he's the f- <laughs> he's the first award-winning uh, internationally recognised LGBTQIA plus uh, Elvis impersonator, and we spent an amazing evening in, in his company. And the people at Union Theatre were wonderful to us, and the evening was a real success. We're very proud of that. Excellent. Oh, it sounds so good. I don't know about you, but I still get a tingle every time that I go on air and that has not subsided over the last uh, 10 years or so that I've actually been in radio. And I'm sure it's the same same with you. We're looking at um, FM, DAB, you're online, so you're around the planet. Is, is there any an outside broadcast, of course? What else would you like? I suppose one of the things that we are looking towards, like I say, is to engage with the community more. Um, And I'd I'd love to see us be able to set up some community programs to help um, educate children, not necessarily on uh, QIA matters, uh, LGBT matters, uh, but further afield. um, I would love to um, help with things like food banks and show that we can solve problems as a community if we just come together. Hmm. We can do it. Absolutely, we can. Yeah. Here, here, Shay. Here, here. Going back to your personal journey, you you had it rough. But where are you now in your life? Are you, are you quite sorted and settled? Uh, I think so. Um, I'm out to, <laughs> you know, running a radio station. You are out, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm out to uh, just about everybody now. Um, and everybody has been absolutely wonderful. Um, I've, I've, had no issues at all um i work with afc wimbledon as one of the diversity um advisors um i've done stuff for them and you you can be a little bit worried about you know four thousand screaming football fans they've all been wonderful um my children are wonderful about it they they're really not bothered my family friends everybody so it's it's very, very scary to take that first step oh, of going, yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the truth about me. Yeah. But uh, once you do it, it's very um, liberating. And actually, for the, what you see on the news about people having, you know, issues with who you are and everything, it's not been my, it's not been my experience. Hmm. Uh, it's same with me, I think. I've, I've been, uh, my journey has been roughly the same as yours. Once, once you do make that, that step, although it's, um, it's throw up scary, uh, <laughs> it's, it, you just come out the other side and if people love you, they will support you, wh- whoever you, you are. Yes, I, I mean, I do feel very lucky in my life that I've got these amazing people who have um, just accepted it. Shay, we've run completely out of time. Uh, good luck going forward with uh, Medway Pride Radio. And of course, you do take shout out and I hope you continue to do so. It's it's a very popular show on our station. What can I say? We won't, we won't be putting it anywhere else, but uh, <laughs> we will be keeping it exactly where it is. OK, thank you, Shay. Thanks very much. <laughs> For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Shout out.
That's uh, Ultranate and Angelica Ross, and uh, that's called a fist. Um, also, Myla Jam in that one. Mm, yeah, cracking and, um, track that. That's quite new, it isn't is. it? Uh, really is, good. Yeah, it's uh, done for some charities. Terry's got the information. Terry. I have indeed, and we were turned on to this by uh, Gaiety.co, which is um, a really brilliant website based over in the States, which uh, looks at uh, LGBTQIA involvement in the arts and popular culture. And it's, uh, it's described as a love letter and rallying cry for transgender and gender non-conforming people of colour in particular. And it aims to enlighten, educate and celebrate the community. And a proportion of the proceeds are going to go to three transgender-led charities. The Sylvia Rivera Law Project, named after Sylvia Ray Rivera, who was involved in the very early gay liberation movement back in the early 70s. Marsha P. Johnson Institute. Marsha P. Johnson was also involved during the 70s um, gay and trans liberation movements. And GLAAD, which is uh, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, who have in particular a transgender media programme looking at... um, transphobia on television and in films and so on and educating new generations of filmmakers so it's a brilliant record it's really go-getting Ultranate of course has been in the charts hasn't she yeah, She's, uh, so, I can't try to remember what yeah. Well, yeah I can remember what sort Found of Found a Cure was, was her song wasn't it that's it, yes. Yeah. Um, she's a 30-year veteran in the music industry. Mm. And we've got Mila Jam huge as in the well, 90s. Angelica Ross. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, really good track. So, really um, heavily played in Ibiza was Ultranate. Yeah, I'm sure this track will be heavily yeah. played in mm. Ibiza as yeah, well. Yeah. And on it's handbags and really high track. heels. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sorry, Steffi, what did you say? I said, and on handbags and high heels, it will be played. Ah, uh, naturally. <laughs> Naturally, if you're uh, listening on our home station, BCF Up Handbags and High Heels is on Friday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's that time when we take a dive into uh, the news topics um, at your heart. Uh, what you got for we us do. this week, Terry? Well, a couple of serious ones, really, actually. So apologies for anyone if uh, this triggers anyone. Do take care of your own mental health. But... One thing we've seen in the news is Afghanistan recently and the withdrawal of NATO troops has been heartbreaking in so many ways, as we've seen on the television. It's also led to bitter recriminations as the humanitarian disaster unfolds. Anti-war activists and many LGBTQIA people were involved in the anti-war movement 20 years or so ago, opposing the intervention in Afghanistan and Iraq, have said, told you so, as they always maintain that the Western presence was not building democratic institutions that could survive. On the other hand, pro-interventionists such as the former Prime Minister Tony Blair have blasted the withdrawal. Uh, He said every jihadist group around the world will be cheering. And he said that countries such as Russia and China are going to take advantage of the apparent weakness of the democracies of the West. Now, Uh, Stonewall uh, has called on the UK government to start helping LGBTQ plus Afghan refugees to survive, it said, uh, with a report being aired on Radio 1 this week with a 21-year-old gay Afghan guy. Uh, Although although life was hard for him before, owing to the conservative laws in the country, he said that now the Taliban are back, instant death is on the cards. The man interviewed said that murders of outsiders, LGBTQ people and dissidents has already started. 
another man, uh, a bisexual uh, gentleman speaking to Pink News, said, it's like watching The Walking Dead. It's just like that, like the zombies are taking over the country. They took over the country once and there is no safe place. No, no one, he said, can negotiate with the Taliban. They want to turn back the time 1,400 years to when Muhammad was in the deserts of Saudi Arabia. There is no good for atheists or LGBT people and those wanted to enlighten uh, the common people for a brighter future. Everything, he said, has just gone. That's just the tip of some of the horror stories that are emerging from Afghanistan and that's just in relation to LGBTQ rights. Of course, the position of women uh, and girls has been widely debated on the BBC and Sky News and so on and there's a real fear that we're going to go back to seeing women enslaved in the home. So what I wanted to ask our panel this evening is back in 2001 when the occupation of Afghanistan began did you oppose or support the NATO mission and has your opinion changed with the events of 2021 or is Tony Blair right on the grounds of women's atheist and LGBTQIA human rights should the democratic states have the right to intervene in failed states? I know it's a bit of a tough one, but uh, any thoughts, guys? I think it's um, it's a, a, absolutely a difficult one, Terry, but I think I was very against it when the Americans first went in uh, because it was looking at an ulterior motive, I thought. Um, and also, we just had the Russians who got kicked out of Afghanistan and they were there yeah. for years and uh, they had a bad time of it and it ended badly. And, and it's uh, people call it the, the uh, Russian uh, Vietnam. Indeed, it's, yes. For, well, for again, there's comparisons to, being made to Vietnam with it now. Now, yeah. yes. Yeah. And yeah. I am absolutely now against the withdrawal, Terry. I am against it. It's a holding mission and it should be seen as that, I think, because of it's maintaining women's rights, it's maintaining young girls' education and it's protecting the LGBTQ community in Afghanistan. It wasn't costing much because the troops from the, the uh, European and the US countries were actually stationed and weren't going out fighting. It was just a reassurance and a service to the Afghan army, which seemed at that time to be doing quite a good job. Now, we have holding stations around the world. Uh, we've got um, a huge amount of troops in Poland. Um, uh, through the Cold War, after the Second World War, we stationed thousands of troops throughout northern Germany, which was the mm. British sector, and also in Berlin. And that was held. It wasn't seen as something that was like a failed thing to do. We were there to stop something that the, the West was frightened of. And at that time, that was the Soviet Union. So I feel that we should have stayed um, in Afghanistan now as a holding, in a holding position. I was a bit too young um, when, when it started to, to really know the ins and outs. I was, you know, it's 20 something years ago. Um, you know, so I, 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 I was not someone who looked into things in that the level of detail I would do now I'm older um, I mean for me I, I found it staggering watching it they said they're going to pull out and literally within days the Taliban took the entire uh, place Country, yeah. I, I was really staggering really surprised it, yeah. about that because like you said Steph I thought I thought they were making progress um, well I thought so too Andy and the other issue is is that why would you withdraw all the troops before evacuating all the civilians yeah, it's cr mm. And then have to put them back in. Mm. Mm. 
Yes, it does seem. Uh, it does seem to have dented President Biden's credibility. I think. I mean, I know a yeah. lot of a lot of other governments are attacking him, including. But, there's a bit of criticism from the British government of him as well. But yes. wasn't this something that days. happened under Trump's um, uh, reign? Well, not right. No, uh, well, I mean, Trump wanted to pull out the troops from everywhere around the world. He wanted to pull the drawbridge up and and just have yeah. troops in the US unless there was an actual war to because go and fight. Something was signed, wasn't it, that happened during Trump's presidency? Uh, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but Biden didn't have to uh, to stick by that. But the thing is that even before Biden got um, voted in, he wanted to withdraw the troops. So it's not so much that he wanted to withdraw mm. um, and he was he's done that is how he's done it and the speed and the fact that they undermine the Afghan army yeah. do, do you fear uh, guys that a Taliban controlled Afghanistan will become what it was before and it was called a narco terror state which is exporting heroin and likely. opiates which obviously, obviously grow in abundance in Afghanistan but quite also likely, but as a training leads. ground for Al Qaeda I mean, the, the the whole drugs thing leads to completely different kind of conversations, you know. I mean, um, yeah. um, there, there are other ways that we could deal with it to, to, to make it, you know, a, a better thing in, in the country. And everyone has different opinions on it, you know. I mean, if they're not producing it, someone else is going to because there is a market for it. It's more the way they're going to rule it and, and how harsh they're going to be. And it's like like you said, going back like a thousand years in time, you know. Um, and and if if everybody got out that could get out uh, that, that wanted to get out, I, my question would be who would be left? It, it, it's difficult because you've also got other uh, Middle Eastern states that are ruled by almost as harsh rules for women and for LGBT people. Yes. Because we're from the West, um, we don't necessarily see what's going on. And we, if you visit some of those places, you will be protected because you are a Western citizen. You're not a, a citizen of one of those countries. And not I think always. that really... Not always. Well, I mean, I places say, like Saudi always. Arabia, for example, I know, I mean, you, you, you're not allowed to show, uh, do things like petting on the beach. It's perfectly yeah. legal here, and, and Westerners have been arrested for doing such things. Um, yeah, I, I, Saudi I just, is I particularly just, conservative, isn't it? Mm. Very, very it, it is, yeah. and I think that that sort of le- that sort of leads on to the conversation about what do what what do we do? Are we putting a Westernised view on the world, or should we be there supporting democracy? which really is what, for me, I think we should be doing, is saying, right, okay, what we will do is we will intervene and allow people to have an open, free and fair vote. And then if people choose to have a a government that is supportive of these narrow-minded views, that is then their choice. But But what we should be doing as the West is is saying, actually, we will give you an option to have democracy but the Taliban aren't going to listen to that if all the people in Afghanistan voted for democracy the Taliban wouldn't listen would they I mean that's what they're renowned for (laughs) yeah but that but that's where as as the NATO mission was was about providing that stability to allow free and fair elections and what's Mm. happened is the country has just crumbled straight straight away as soon as the as soon as the western world started to withdraw everything fell apart um it's it's a difficult one to call i don't i don't think there is a 
a right or wrong answer. It's just a shame what has happened. Incidentally, if you want to know how to help LGBTQIA people living in Afghanistan right now, then the newswireadvocate.com, home of the long-standing gay magazine from the States of the same name, has published a guide for people in the West. We'll pop a link to it on our website in the next couple of days, so look out for it in the news feed. Or if you want to find it before then, just have a search on advocate.com. That's advocate.com for a guide to helping LGBTQIA people in Afghanistan. Right, I hate to move you on, guys, but we've got another uh, issue to discuss just before the end of the show. Are you ready? Yep, go on, Tim. Yep. Anti-vaccine protesters who have marched from College Green here in Bristol on Saturday uh, closed down a vaccine clinic in Cabot Circus, or temporarily closed it. Among the protesters was Aaron Walton, uh, a man fined more than £20,000 for opening his tattoo parlour on Gloucester Road in breach of coronavirus rules, according to a report in Bristol 247. A coffee cup carried by a member of the public was thrown around by an anti-vax protester and landed on an eight-year-old girl. Christina Gray, who is the City of Bristol's Director of Public Health, remarked, so very sorry that staff and the public have been subject to intimidation. Now, we know that there is some crossover between the anti-vax movement and the far-right wing and with homophobic and transphobic groups. It's not a precise match because there are left and right-wing libertarians involved in this movement who have no problems at all with LGBTQIA people. But broadly speaking, especially in the States, there is a bit of a correlation. So my questions to the panel are... What on earth happened on Saturday? Does action against these anti-vax groups need to be ramped up? Because people were saying the police didn't take much action against uh, a small contingent of people who closed down the clinic, which obviously people can go to Cabot Circus to get their vaccine shots. And at what point does freedom of speech reach reach its limits on subjects like this? What do you reckon, guys? I think it's when, when it stops you from being free to do what you're entitled to do that's when it crosses the line um if you don't if you don't want the vaccine fine don't have the vaccine but don't block other people who do want it from getting it because Mm. you know um uh, i mean there have been cases in america of anti-vaxxers going out on protests and saying i don't want the vaccine it's not true and then dying of corona um, you know, that is true. It, it that is, is true. a real thing, and all the medical evidence says it. And if you want to believe conspiracy theories, and it might have this in it and that in it, fine. That that's entirely up to you. That is your right. But but for those of us that do know that it is the right thing to do and want it, should be allowed to go about doing that. And we're very lucky in this country. We have an NHS system, and that is free. Uh, there are a lot of countries that are not in that situation. Um, you know, and you don't have the right to stop them from going about doing it. It's a bit like when you hear horrible things like ambulance people being uh, attacked when they're called out to things. It, it, it annoys me. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, quite so. I think quite um, so. the thing that stands out for me there is intimidation. I think, um, you know, freedom of speech is one thing, freedom of movement is another thing. But if you are preventing somebody from feeling safe for whatever reason, for whatever, you know, for wherever they're going, whatever they're doing, then that is a problem that should, there should be an intervention. And also I'd like to say there is a difference between anti-vaxxers and those people who are very peaceful, but in their decision to to choose not to have a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And if people are choosing that, that's their choice. But the separation comes when people are are creating a very difficult environment for other people to be in yeah 
You know, I mean, it's it, it, there's so many different examples of this. You know, even, even with the um, um, the protests going on um, from Extinction Rebellion. You know, I mean, I totally get their right to do it. It's when they stop others um, from going about their own business, it becomes a real issue. Because, you know, you're, you're interfering with someone else's legal right to also do what they want. Then, well, they've had big problems in France as well. In fact, their anti-vax demonstrations have been a lot more violent and much larger than anything we've yes, seen in the UK. Yes. Mm. Um, also, they're happening in uh, the major cities of Australia currently because they've just gone into another lockdown around Sydney and that. Uh, so there's been anti-vax protests in Sydney, Melbourne. Um, so I think there's there's people all around the world who have obviously believe the conspiracy theories or they've decided on a balance that they come down um, on that they don't want to take the chance but like you've all said everyone should have a right to be able to enter a clinic and have that vaccination and not be stopped by an anti-vaxxer mm. yeah but I, I think that also counts for sort of entering any health premise because yes. this hasn't only just happened um, with sort of with people being anti-vaccine it's happened with people being anti-other medical yeah. treatments abortions uh, well I was going to say yeah. that, that, that's that's the classic one but it, it, it's it, people have a right to protest but when they are stopping someone getting medical treatment I think that's where we need to we, we we need to be to we need to be doing something to ensure that people can safely access all forms of medical treatment. Um, we've we've had it with with other groups trying to prevent people from seeking medical treatment for other issues, whether mm. asylum seekers or other places. Um, plenty of we've had plenty of protests about this before, but mm. it's it, it really it really is saying. We need we need to make sure that people are safe. A to do their jobs for the staff at the NHS that are working in clinics. We need to make sure they're they're safe, and also making sure that it's safe for people to attend, obtain their vaccine or whatever health treatment they require, and then allowed freely to freely to leave without fear of persecution. Hmm. Well, tell us your thoughts. Studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt is the address. Um, if you want. So thank you very much for that, Terry. As um, always, good discussion. Stay with us. We'll be back in a sec. You're listening to Shout Out. Shout Out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out podcast. Oh, there you go. That's whoa, a whoa, whoa. <laughs> cha 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 by the Gimbal. I know I only played that a few weeks ago, but it makes everyone like bop around so much. I thought I'd uh, play it, play it again this week. <laughs> it's just good. That's like it? somebody pulled the plug on your record player, isn't it? <laughs> I was just saying. I think the ending calls us all out. You see, <laughs> we're all just like, oh, oh, it's ended. It's one of those tracks designed to uh, to make lives difficult for radio presenters. But uh, yeah, well, indeed. yeah. I mean, that's when, when, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's cool, cool. Um, yeah, I've got um, this is a bit oh sorry yeah great show. I just wanted to uh, share some news I don't know if everybody's heard but um, if people don't know who Little Nas X is then check out his music and his videos he's, he's a black gay rapper and um, his latest music video is very very good and also very sexy and it's all men 
being with men. Um, and he's just released a statement to say he's incredibly happy to have found um, a new boyfriend, um, which again oh. is him being out and proud. And, and he's really struggled in his um, rise to fame. He's been knocked back at every hurdle and he's never given up. So it just shows you, you know, he's he's a really, really strong black man, very, very creative and yes. um, very happy with himself and now with a lovely partner I am loving it I don't know about you I, I mean it's just not TV just seems to have finally kind of like caught on um, I don't yeah. think it's as good with trans things yet but certainly with with LG and Beeth um, and, and the like um, I'm just yeah. seeing it pop up in random program and it's just put in because it's just normal life. It's not Adverse. like it's part of, you know. I mean, there was a time when it was it was the gay people that were all the end of the world, and you know the, the baddies and things like that. Yeah. And but but um, um, it doesn't seem to happen now. Um, from, from EastEnders with Ben and his um, husband to um, the Winx saga. Um, yeah, actually, loads of them, and they just like slot it in because it's just normal and it's not part of the storyline. It just kind of happens to be in there. I love it. I've got That's to say, Hollyoaks has always done that one. I'm a, I'm a yes. big lover of Hollyoaks, and they've and been the there since day one. Commercials, as you said, as well. Yes, lots they, of they commercials are in same-sex same yeah. kisses. Yes, yeah. uh, and it's just part of a, a, a collage mm. of, of pictures. Or anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Um, you want me to say something now, Andrew? Do, we yeah, will be back next week with a brand new show. Uh, catch us again, hear us again uh, across our partner stations um, or grab a podcast from shoutoutradio.lgbt um, or from iTunes or Spotify. Go on, you do mine. Okay, I'll do, I'll do you. We'll be back same time, same place next week. From everyone, no, say bye-bye. Shout bye. out. Bye. 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 B